Hello and welcome to Watson Serie A 29th match day. Danny, who is the favorite to win the Scudetto now? Milan. I said, oh, it, I said, it, I said it before the video uh, last week. Who wins in Napoli is the favorite. For me, Milan at the moment here the favorite. You know, they collected most points in the big uh, game so far this season. And now they got a, an easy calendar, especially the next five fixtures. If their home form doesn't desert them, I think uh, they got a front foot in this uh, in this title race, which is going to be very tight anyway. Mm, tell me in the comment section who is your favorite to win the Scudetto. And of course, don't forget to press the like and subscribe. Let's go on now with the show. An easy calendar, but we know that Milan, for instance, was um, weren't able to win in Salerno. Let's start there. Let's start in the south of Italy. Salernitana, Sassuolo. Salernitana going directly to Serie B. Everything is very negative uh, about them, uh, especially after the defeat against Inter. At home, they haven't been that bad, actually. Uh, and now Sassuolo is traveling to the Areki. Danny, finally, we are seeing the Sassuolo. We know they are able to be getting good victories, scoring a lot of goals with uh, these three players that we all love, no? Berardi, Raspadori, and Escamaca. And we have decent odds for Sassuolo to win in Salerno. Yeah, they're good, I think, uh, for a trip to the bottom of the table. A team that has won three consecutive games, Sassuolo, for the first time this season. A very good win at uh, Venezia, 4-1, scoring a lot of goals, you mentioned. Well, in this calendar year, 2022, they are the top scorers in the Serie A. 19 goals in nine games, so over two goals per game. Uh, same goal tally as uh, Verona and yes you mentioned the three strikers up front Raspadori, Scamacca Berardi, they also got uh, Traore, well they are the team who scored the most goals with young players players both uh, born after 1999 in five major leagues, you know the seventh best attack of Serie A, they scored more goals than Juventus of course a good away form seventh in the away table, second best away attack. They tend to score two goals every time they travel in Serie A uh, this, um, this season. It's not just pure luck, you know, second for shots on target overall behind Inter. So definitely a threat for this early kickoff at uh, Salerno. Salernitana defeated at Inter with, uh, you know, they deserve to lose 5-0. I think, yeah, that was, the, that was the right result. But, you know, Salernitana, they knew they were never going to get a point from uh, Milano, um, they got the worst defense in Serie A, they got the worst attack with these numbers. It's very difficult to survive, mm. even if you got a good manager who's really proven his um, his experience in the relegation fight. David Nicola, I saved Crotone, saved Genoa, saved Torino. I don't think he's going to be able to do it this season with Salernitana, but they can rebuild for next season, depending how many players they can keep hold of. They change almost 13 players in January. You know, they do they drew four of the last five obviously they lost as uh, San Siro but they also are the worst home team in Serie A only seven points 29 goals conceded allo stadio Arechi for this reason I like the win for Sassuolo but you can go even better with an Asian handicap minus 0.25 in the first half for Sassuolo which doubles your stake that means if Sassuolo wins the first half 
you win, you double your stake. If they draw, you only lose half a unit. Mm, very decent odds. Actually, if we back uh, Sassuolo in Salerno, continuing with the relegation battle. We have Spezia Cagliari. This one is harder, I guess, to predict uh, the outright market. Uh, both are out of the relegation zone, but very close to it. Uh, Cagliari th three points above Venezia, Spezia four. And uh, with Spezia some weeks ago, we thought they were almost safe, but now they lost the last uh, four games. But it's true, Danny, that they had a tough calendar, whereas for Cagliari, They've been way better apart from the game against Lazio. They considered too many counter-attacks. No? They were leaking a lot in the back. Yeah, I mean, I think Spets in the end has got the points that they deserve. Let's not forget the three consecutive wins they collected against uh, Napoli, against uh, Milan, then they won at uh, Genoa against Genoa. Uh, so probably two of those two wins, they were not deserved. But, you know, they still plus four on Venezia. Uh, they had a good game against Juventus, I must say. Uh, Juventus has always happened. They scored. Then they kind of uh, played with nine men behind the ball. I'm not going to say they parked the bus, but in the second half, Spezia had some good chances. Szczesny had to make a couple of saves. You know, uh, it had they score in the end. I don't think they would have uh, stolen anything from um, the Juventus stadium. Um, Spezia recently has scored many goals, only two in the last uh, four uh, games. Uh, um, at home, a bit up and down. You know, they scored six in the last six home games, but they still are the third worst attack when they play domestically 13 goals scored the contribution for Giassi, from Agudelo from Manai, from Zola it's not as big as it was last season for Spezia who let's not forget are the youngest team in Serie A, sometimes they are naive lack experience, they commit too many players forward but Thiago Motta is getting back some important players that were suspended for the Juventus game, Kivior and Amian, so they're going to put I think a better fight this time against Cagliari who lost against Lazio because Lazio is a better team than Cagliari at the moment uh, Lazio playing better it was the first defeat for Cagliari in the last uh, six yeah they didn't really threaten Lazio mm. too much in fact it wasn't the first time they didn't score in the last six games for Cagliari that has been improving a lot they are decent away you know in 20 in 2022 they, they won uh, three games away if I'm not uh, wrong they won a general against Sampdoria they won against Atalanta as well lost only one of the last five away games won three in fact and for this reason I think um, yeah it's very difficult to choose a winner you could go for a nation handicap zero and I'm gonna go for a nation handicap zero for Cagliari which pays 209 that means if Cagliari wins you win 209 if they draw you get your money back if they lose mm. obviously you lose your stake the draw is actually a very likely outcome. Armin is asking you a very interesting question. Danny, who do you think is going to be the top scorer in Serie A? Blaovic or Immobile? I'm going to go for Immobile because I think uh, Lazio overall at the moment they're scoring more goals than Juventus. Juventus are a bit stingy. You know, Lazio is the second best attack in Serie A. Juventus is the ninth best attack in Serie A. Obviously, Vlaovic uh, scored most of his goals with Fiorentina, let's not forget. Uh, he's adding to Juventus' goal scoring tally, but I think Immobile could have an edge in the end. I mean, they are both on 20 goals anyway. Hmm. Let's talk about Juve then. They uh, have a task, uh, tough game actually against uh, Sampdoria. Remember that the following week they are 
facing Villarreal in the Champions League. Three consecutive victories for them, only four points away from Napoli. You mentioned that they got a, a stingy victory, no? Yeah. Against Spezia. An allegri victory. An allegri victory. Juventus-style victory. And now they have to face a Sampdoria that they've improved with Gianpaolo. They've improved at home. They've been terrible away. Five consecutive away defeats and they lost at the weekend 2-1 at Udinese. They conceded two goals in the first 12 minutes. So really a lack of concentration. Then they got one back, but there wasn't a much reaction in the second half. You know, they really didn't threaten Udinese uh, back line. Uh, so that could be worried for Sampdoria. They are still in the relegation uh, fight. Yes, at home they've been better. They won the last two home games. They kept to clean sheets, but they were playing against very uh, happy happy hour style defenses. You know, they were playing against Sassuolo and Empoli with Juventus. is going to be a little bit different. Uh, they conceded a lot of goals so far this season, Sampdoria. That's really where the problems are also with Diverse, the previous uh, manager. They conceded 25, 6 worst defense in total for Sampdoria. And now they play uh, Juventus, who you know, he's unbeaten in 14 games. This is the longest unbeaten streak in the, in the five major leagues in Europe. Uh, they didn't win all the games, but, you know, in the last uh, 14 games, Juventus are top of the table. They got 32 points out of 42. Milan got 28 Inter got 27 with one game in hand. That tells you that, yes, Juventus have been improving massively, but also tells you that Milan, Inter and Napoli, you even go even less points in the last 14 games, have kind of slowed down after a very uh, quick start. So probably the quota to win the league so far this season, Allegri says, is 84 points. I'm not sure. It might be around 81, 80 points. So Juventus are still in the fight, I think. Six goal for Morata against uh, Spezia. Yes, it, wasn't a, it was not a scintillating victory. Um, also because Juventus are, have got emergencies at the back. They're without Bonucci, without Chiellini, without Basilio, without Alexandro, without Zaccaria, without McKennie, without also uh, Chiesa front, perhaps without Dybala for a couple of games more. And they can count on a very solid defense, though, uh, marshaled by De Ligt. De Ligt has been really, really good so far this season. He's only been dribbled past twice in the entire Serie A campaign and he's also leaving his mark when he starts the play from the back. The third best, third best defense for uh, Juventus, 25 goals conceded, but obviously the problems are up front, still not scoring as many goals. They score nine less go goals less than Verona and seven less goals than Sassuolo. Four clean sheets though for Juventus in the last seven. So that's to give you an overview. For this one again, the Juventus win, I will leave it for the Akka, but it could be a win with goals because Sampdoria needs to play on the front foot. They are they can't afford to lose this one, both to score. Uh, despite Juventus keeping a good clean sheet record, both to score, I think, is a decent one, 190. Mm, and uh, let's go and talk about the Scudetto fight. Then uh, Milan Empoli, you mentioned that Milan, they have an easy schedule, but we also know, Danny, that they had dropped points in the past against easy rivals. We remember Udinese, we remember Salernitana, for instance, and Empoli should be an easy rival because they are in a terrible run of fixtures. Now they are 11 winless games since they won the last game, 12th of December. First of all, let me say hi to Idris, John, Igor, Armin, Marco, Maximum payout and 
John, who obviously write us in the comment section. Thanks for following, guys. Empoli, yes, I mean, they are in a bad run, but still, they look very, very safe, comfortable, almost, and it's almost inexplicable. A team with such a poor record recently can be uh, nine points, I think, adrift from uh, the relegation, and, you know... Um, Empoli are uh, winless as in 11 games, only scored one in the last four away games, and their home form of Empoli, it's dreadful. So mm. they've been much better away, but even away, they're not doing great. And actually, three consecutive away games without goals for Empoli, who overall have got a goal difference of minus 13. And this is not because they've got a particularly bad defense, it's because the way they play, they got a certain style. They like to play on the front foot. They commit five or six players forward all the time. If you look at the number of shots on target, Empoli is quite high. I think uh, they are sixth in the in the league for uh, for shots on target. And now they visit the top of the league, uh, Milan, who won at Napoli. A great proof of resilience. They stifled Napoli after a good start from the home side. Really, really great uh, game of sacrifice from Tomo from Kalulu, from Kessier, from Theo Hernandez. And then in the end, you know, uh, they took the game where they wanted it, a scuffed shot from Calabria, Giroud leaving his mark, 1-0. And again, Milan shows time Giroud. and time again, they are good away. They've been good away last season. They are good in a head-to-head in -head game. And so, you know, uh, obviously they are the candidate for the title. You can see the outright title odds uh, down there. Inter 180, Milan 5. So basically Inter are almost three times favorite than Milan 2.2 times 75 favorites. I don't think there is such a big difference between Inter and Milan at the moment. But, you know, Milan has a strong collective. Uh, they build their success along um, alongside that. For example, they haven't got a big goal scorers. No Milan player is in the top 16 of Serie A goal scorers. So the, the top scorers are Giroud, Leao and Ibra with eight goals. But again, sacrifice. They, they all work for each other. Let's see if Ibra returning for this one could be a factor. You know, uh, the last 10 games of the season, you got Ibra back as a wild card, sometimes starting. Could be a factor. For this one, Milan will be without Hernandez, who suspended, got sent off at Napoli. And now this is the key moment for Milan. Can they beat the small teams? Because that's where they've lost points uh, last season. Now, we mentioned before an easy run of fixture for Milan. They got Empoli at home, then they got Cagliari, Bologna, Torino away, maybe a tricky one, and Genoa. Five games, you collect 15 points, you got the Scudetto, I think, in your pocket. And uh, But last year, Milan, for example, dropped points against a home, against Parma, Cagliari, Sampdoria, Sassuolo, Udinese and Verona. That's last year. So uh, what, guy, what game can we expect here? I think we could expect a low-scoring game. Uh, an under 2.75 goals, which pays 208, which is a very interesting uh, quota because if there are three goals, you lose half your stake. But if it's only two goals, and let's not forget the last few games at home, Milan 1 0 against Sampdoria, 1 1 against Tudinese, um, they are scoring too many. Uh, you obviously you win, you win 2 8. Mm, player coming saying uh, Milan to win 2 0, also going for a. Yep, low scoring games. Some others are going for over as Idris and Marco, for instance, over 
be careful or the draw. Well, you got uh, very good odds if Milan uh, still drop points at home. They have to win to keep on top of the table. Then these are the games we have on Saturday. On Sunday, the early kickoff facing the Artemio Franchi, Fiorentina, Bologna. I guess we should expect goals uh, here. Fiorentina now far from Europe after the draw with Verona. They also lost to Sassuolo recently. And Bologna is one of these teams, no, that they are in the middle of the table, not doing great, picking points here and there. Difficult to predict, Danny. Uh, goals, perhaps, here? Yeah, I think uh, when you see when you look at Fiorentina at home, you can expect goals at least over 1.5 goals. You know, it doesn't pay too much. Derby, by the way, Derby dell'Appennino, no? the mountain across the center of Italy. I know Bologna and Firenze, they're not the same city, obviously. Only an hour away on the train between Firenze and Bologna. That's why it's called Derby dell'Appennino. Uh, Fiorentina, um, unlucky, I think, in the last uh, seven days. Missed many chances against Juventus in Coppa Italia with Jonathan Icone, especially. And again, uh, they they fell tra- in the trap of Juventus who played a very defensive game and in the end they punched them uh, in the very last minute with an own goal. The thing is if you, the, the style of play for Fiorentina it's very physically demanding there's a lot of runs up and down the pitch especially from the fullbacks uh, so if they don't convert the chances early they get tired towards the end of the game and often they do drop points in the second half. So it's about really taking the chances for Fiorentina. Uh, Against Verona, the same, even did 1-1, but they had the best chances. But, you know, I think at home, uh, they've been really good. Uh, still, on average, two points per game at home. They got the third best attack at home. By the way, they got more points this season than what they had at the end of last season. So it's a massive improvement for uh, Vincenzo Italiano. I still think um, when once Juan Cabral, the, 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 the striker they got from Basel, will hit full form and we start regularly. I think we will see Fiorentina scoring more uh, goals. But let's be reassured, it wasn't just Vlaovic. It's a proper system that Fiorentina put together. And yeah, maybe they could challenge for a, for a place in Europa League. Uh, Bologna, bo- one of the most boring uh, teams to watch at the moment. I mean, yeah. no shots on target against Torino. I think one shot on target. Um, they don't score. Only score five in the last eight. They got an away form that is more for a relegation than for mid-table. They all expected much more than Bologna fans this season because they got a, a deep squad. They've added players like Bonifazio at the back, obviously Arnauto is a front and you still got Soriano, Sansone, eh, Barro, Orsolini, eh, Schouten. Okay, they sold Scove Olsen in the January transfer market, but there's plenty of good players there um, to, yeah, to play the way they play, very conservative. I don't think it's what they need. I mean, you look at Bologna and you look at Verona, you think who's got the best squad? Bologna or Verona? I think it's there or thereabout. But Verona are miles better off than Bologna, who have also a few injury concerns for this one without De Silvestri, without Dominguez, without Medel, without Tiate. These are all starters for Bologna. I think if Fiorentina scores early, they can run riot. They can score a couple. For this reason, I like the win for Fiorentina, of course, but I'm going to go for, obviously, better values. Fiorentina has an handicap, minus 1 to 20. Fiorentina corner, says a handicap, for instance, for uh, Santa... Well, I guess we should go for uh, Fiorentina for sure in this game. Asian handicap is Danny's uh, tip. You mentioned uh, Verona. 
and if they had a better squad or not than uh, Bologna. The thing is that Verona are doing the things uh, quite good lately, especially at the Benteodi. They won the last three, scoring many goals. So it won't be easy for Napoli. We are used to seeing Napoli bouncing back. Danny, we ruled them out of the Scudetto fight for a while. Now they are back. Now they lost against Milan. We have to see them again um, bouncing back. But the Benteodi won't be easier. No, it won't for a Napoli side that had a week to prepare for the Milan game. You know, Milan had a Coppa Italia to negotiate with Napoli, didn't have it. And uh, to see them just falling apart almost after the first 30 minutes is a shame. I don't think, uh, yeah, they talk about mentality, to be there, about in a fight to be remembered for a long time if they keep doing this way they'll be easily uh, forgotten i think it's a much more organized team than milan is i think uh, the, um, the the squad of napoli it's stronger than milan it's the is the approach to the games it's the mindset as well and yeah that can cost them and especially this year in the big big games they failed you know they never they haven't beaten Inter and Milan and that's where probably the league could be decided for uh, this one uh, tough tough uh, tough match because Verona is great I mean they got great numbers they might they might, might not be the most balanced team in Serie A because they score um, a lot but they concede a lot but you know record point for Verona after 28 games in Serie A with the three points per win, never got so many points. Only club, alongside another one, a little bit of trivia for the people in the comments, so it's the only club, alongside another one in Europe, with three players scoring more than 10 goals. So for Verona are Caprari, Barak and Simeone. Can you say in the comment who the other club is? We're going to reveal it at the end of the, of, of, of the video. Before the Aka. This is for the Aka. So just, just, just tell us later who the other clubs is. To score. We're only three players in double figures in the league. 30 goals scored at home for Verona this season. So average more two per game. They won the last three. And now um, Napoli, by the way, is better when they play away. Because four of the five defeats have come at home so far this season. They got the best away defense with 10. Uh, they can't really settle for a draw. And I would expect Napoli yeah, to, to go for it and, you know, to, 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 to try and win the game, of course, with Verona, who are saved. I think you're almost guaranteed a couple of goals each game. For this reason, I'm not going to go for the outright market. Over 2.5 goals, 195. Mm, Verona double chance for uh, Santa since uh, they are performing very well at the Bentegodi and I want to thank you for sure Marco and Armin for uh, telling us not to share the channel and uh, support has always been there it means a lot uh, to us hopefully thank the you. channel keeps and keeps growing we will keep analyzing the games uh, for you and the next one is Atalanta Genoa, let's see how Atalanta react after the defeat against Roma. They have a very tough game also in the Europa League against Leverkusen. We know, Danny, that their home form is uh, bad in general. Their last uh, game was a victory against Sampdoria, but in general, they've been very poor this season uh, playing in Bergamo. But they are facing Genoa and the draws are not enough. They are going to Serie B. 
they continue drawing for sure. Six draws in a row. Four of them have been nil-nil for Genoa, which they look a better team, a better collective under the new manager, Blessing, who's, as I said many times before, he's not afraid of have, of taking the, the, the hard choices, like leaving Destro on the bench and giving more spaces to young players like Ekuban, like Yeboah. But they are seven points away from Cagliari. Against Empoli, they tried. They had good chances. But again, I mean, if you can't score, if you can even score one, yes, he's going to be difficult and for this one general gonna be with a couple of key players Rovella Sturaro also long-term injury uh, Criscito but they could have a chance because Atalanta at home uh, they're not great and that's what uh, it's costing them perhaps even costing them a Champions League spot now they lost three of the last five Atalanta to start with and these as many losses as they did in the previous 22 games so a really bad run Affected negatively by injuries, they are missing Ilicic, they are missing Zapata, Muriel just come back from injuries, they haven't scored in ages. And, you know, um, they're obviously going to play um, in Europe against Leverkusen in the video we analyze about Europa League. Let's see how the games go. But after playing midweek so far, this season Atalanta have dropped 12 points out of 30. So, um, you know, that tells you also that the squad is not perhaps uh, deep enough. Yeah, they have they got some they had some issues after playing midweek. But the problem with Atalanta so far this season is the goals. So far, they've only scored 50 goals. Last year, they scored 98 goals, 90 goals in total. The year before, 98. So to achieve those uh, goals, they need to score four goals per game, basically. That tells you how short they're going to be falling in the goals department. And is a team that keeps conceding goals also when they play at home. Although the last game was a 4-0 against the other Genova team, Sampdoria. Uh, there might be an Atalanta, a little bit fatigue. So I'm going to go for an under uh, goals market. But in the second half under 1.5 goals in the second half. So one goal in the second half is enough for you to win the stake. Zero goals, of course, uh, more than enough. Two goals in the second half, you lose your stake. But again, uh, you give you, you give yourself a chance because obviously Atalanta could win it with a couple of goals in the first half, for example. Mm, a player is uh, reminding us that the reverse fixture ended up in a goalless draw. So would be good going That's also right. for an under. That's right. That was still Genoa under Ballardini, if I don't... Ah, sorry, with Shevchenko. Genoa, of course, with Shevchenko. And that game, Atalanta had uh, many injuries as well, but they didn't create much. It was a nil-nil, one of the most boring games of the season, for sure. Mm -hmm. Atalanta losing at the Olimpico. And that was good news for Roma now traveling to the north to, to Udine in European spots. Still far away from the Champions League spots, though. Six points away. They are also playing Europe in uh, midweek. Uh, great news no? for Roma that victory against Atalanta. They both uh, won both games against Atalanta. Also, Tammy Abraham scoring back to back victories after beating Spezia. But now they are uh, going to Friuli, Dani, and it's not a good moment actually to visit. Udine, they are in a good moment right now. They uh, recently drew, for instance, against Milan or Lazio and beat Sampdoria. 
unbeaten in the last three Serie A games, which is a good uh, tally for Udinese. The last time they did better than that was in October for uh, draws, but actually now they managed to win also the game against uh, Sampdoria. Unbeaten in the last three at home, always scored Udinese in the last five games at home, a team that's got... Uh, two games in hand, and yes, they're close to the relegation battle, but they should be saved. A team that's got quality in De Olofeo, in Pereira, in Beto, in Molina, they need the courage to play a little bit more on the front foot, and they will be absolutely fine. Again, I can. it is a team that is weaker than last year, for sure, because they sell important players like uh, De Paul, like the keeper, Musso, but they shouldn't be nowhere near the position they are considering the quality of the players they got. Roma, uh, best moment of the season. Uh, they're going to visit Vitesse in the Conference League um, in, in, in fir- on Thursday, uh, but they are unbeaten in the last uh, seven uh, Roma and that's the best results results tally since November 2020 since a year and a half when still Paolo Fonseca was in charge and if you look at the last seven games in Serie A only well they will be top of the table with 15 points Napoli 14 Verona 13 Juventus 12 only the last seven games of show of course doesn't give you the scudetto but you know there is a little bit of hope that somehow Roma could get into the fight for the fourth spot. If they don't, it's not a drama. Mourinho's got three years contract. They can build again the team next year. Um, Roma normally, uh, after midweek games, they're good. They only drop 10 points out of out of 24 so far this season after midweek games. So not, not a bad tally, uh, really. And obviously, they can count on one of the most informed strikers uh, at the moment, probably the best English striker at the moment, alongside Harry Kane, Abraham. Abraham, 20 goals already this season for uh, Roma. is working the partnership with Zaniolo. Uh, they always scored in the last five away games, Roma. So it could be uh, a high-scoring game, I think, if Udinese approaches in the right way as they've done it recently. For this reason, I'm going to go for an over. 2.5 goals, 206. Mm, it's true also that Mourinho is rotating a lot, no? The team in the conference, let's see, in the knockout stages now, if uh, he put the first team or he makes a lot of changes, always complaining actually about the teams in the bench, especially after that defeat uh, against Bodo Glimt. Tough game also for Inter. Torino, Inter, Milan after the good victory, no? Danny, I guess against uh, Liverpool in the Champions League, at least uh, it's good for the morale. Yes. We can say that. We can say that. Uh, Now they have to win also in uh, Torino. They are not also in the best form possible right now, but uh, we have to remember that through the season, Danny, they've been a very tough team to beat at home. Yes, they have. They've been. Uh, they've been really good. Although they lost, I think two of the last four at home. Mm. And Inter comes on the back of. I mean, it's a, I mean, if you look on paper, great result. Win at Anfield. Liverpool were unbeaten yeah. since one year. I don't think of the two legs, Inter actually deserve to win at Liverpool. Liverpool had a lot of chances. Inter, uh, they scored a good goal with Lautaro. Then Sanchez got sent off. And after that, they never looked. They were going to take the tie to extra time. But credit to Inter for stacking with Liverpool for at least, uh, I would say, um, 80 minutes over the two legs. I think they deserve more in the 
first leg, but it could be a good stepping stone for Inter for next season in the Champions League. They still are far away from the top uh, teams. But, you know, the good news for Inter is that uh, now it's four games without conceding a goal, although Liverpool hit the post three times at Anfield. And they finally scored in the Serie A. They scored five against Salernitana. It took them 58 shots to score a goal, an eternity. And then Martinez, who wasn't scoring in 425 minutes, scored three against Salernitana, one against Liverpool. Great goal. And, you know, this is a very emotive player. He's either hot, boiling hot, or freezing cold. So if he hits like a a goal scoring streak, he can score for three or four uh, games in a row. Uh, Inter gave um, a rest to Dzeko at Anfield. They didn't put him on even in the last minutes, so they wanted to preserve him for uh, the league. Some people raised some eyebrows. Maybe they should have tried to actually score the second goals at Anfield. But then again, Dzeko has played a lot, a lot of uh, games so far this season. The doubt for Inter is that perhaps Brozovic and De Vrij might miss this game because it got a knock in the game against uh, Liverpool and were substituted. We know how important, especially Brozovic, is for Inter. Uh, Let's see. It's going to be tough. This is the real game that will tell us whether the crisis of Inter is over, the mental and physical crisis is over, or if they're still uh, not okay. Uh, Torino, no wins in the last six, um, but, you know, they are obviously very bad at home. Uh, They are uh, one of the worst away attacks uh, in Europe, alongside Norwich and Getafe. When they play at home, uh, this is away, when they play at home, they're a little bit better. Look, it's very difficult to predict this one. Uh, I'm going to go for the corners, because if you look at the corner stats, Inter are the teams that take most corners in Serie A. Torino are 13th. So for this reason, I'm going to go for a nation handicap corners minus one for Inter, which pays 183. Torino double chance, says uh, player come. Definitely both to score. Uh, well, last year he finished 2-1 uh, for Inter, so that could be a draw to score. Uh, Torino plus one draw, Inter minus one draw. So as again, this is another uh, sort of Asian handicap. Mark, what, what does it, what does it actually mean, Marco? I mean, if you if you can if you can explain a little bit more. Oh, okay, yeah, Edu is back. So we were saying Inter Asian handicap corners minus 1.5, 183. <laughs> Let's hope if my internet is good enough to finish the video. Danny, the last game. game. Come on. (laughs) Come on. Lazio, Venezia. Venezia really in trouble. Uh, Three points away from safety. Losing against against, uh, Sassuolo. Also against Verona. They look uh, kind of doomed and uh, it won't be easy going to the Olympico right now with Lazio challenging for the European spots. uh, Scoring a lot of goals with Immobile also fighting for the Capo Canonere. Not the best moment for Venezia to go to Lazio. And uh, do you think uh, Venezia will go down? I think it will. I think it will. Because uh, they concede far too many goals. It's a team that spent too much time defending the box and they haven't got a great defense either. Uh, they do score, but they, they concede far too many goals. I think in Italy, when you got a negative goal difference, uh, same as Venezia has, um, especially, I mean, it, it, it is difficult. I see, I see, I see Cagliari uh, stronger. 
than Venezia. Mm. Uh, they got the third worst attack, Venezia in Serie A. 25 goals scored, only one win in the last 14, only two away clean sheets. So you can see extremely difficult for uh, Venezia to... Um, to go there and, and get a point uh, and they got a very informed Lazio they've been playing the good stuff since December somebody said to Sarri after the win at Cagliari well now finally you're clicking and he said well you probably haven't watched us playing since December because we've been improving and this is true and uh, uh, I think Lazio struggled when they had to play in Europe and they had to play the Coppa Italia in fact they are the teams who dropped most points in Serie A after midweek games they dropped 21 out of 30 points in Serie A after playing two games in a week. Now that they are free of uh, European and uh, Cup competitions, Xarri is much more happy because he's got more time to coach the team. They could benefit. Let's not forget Lazio squad is a bit short. They haven't really strengthened in, in January as they wanted. They got a very informed striker, Immobile, 20 goals in Serie A. At least 20 goals in the last three seasons. Only Ronaldo, Messi, Lewandowski did, did better with 20 goals at least in eight consecutive seasons, 143 goals, another goal, and he can overtake Silvio Piola as the record goal scorer in Serie A for uh, Lazio. Uh, as I said, they are playing good stuff. You know, a team that can have Milinkovic Savic, Luis Alberto, Immobile, Zaccagni, and one between Pedro and Anderson on the pitch at the same time looks very dangerous. He can find the right balance, and it seems that Sarri has found the right balance. And for this reason, I think uh, they can, of course, score. And I'm going to go for an Asian handicap minus 1.5, which doubles your stake. That means to win, Lazio have to win by two goals margin. And we lost Edu again. Obviously, yes. As soon as as soon as I finish my analysis, well, let's say first of all, player comes as Lazio minus one. Yes, good. Is 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 a good idea. But again, doesn't pay that much, don't you think? Lazio maybe can score a couple a high to Ross and Marco. Just clarifying, Inter winning by one goal difference. Uh, if Inter wins, it might be it must be uh, possibly um, tight. I would say. I welcome back. Here is Edu. Edu looks like he's uh, frozen. Okay, if Edu doesn't come back, I'll give you the Akka. Uh, Edu, here we go. No, he hasn't come back. Edu, okay, let's go with the let's go with the Akka. Let's go with the Akka to finish off the video for Monday mm. 29. Danny, your yes. trivia, by the way, do you ah, have okay. the answer to your trivia? My trivia, my trivia was there is only one team in Europe that has gone uh, with players in double figures apart from Sassuolo. Who is it? Can you guess? Three, two, one. Liverpool. Only Liverpool no in the league. Have, only Liverpool in the league have scored uh, players, three players in double figures as as much as uh, sorry, not Sassuolo, as much as Verona, Verona, Cabrari, Barak, and of course Giovanni Simeone. Uh, let's go with the Hack, guys. Let's go with the Hack and um, mm. five. No, five games as always so you will see it on the screen Juventus to win at Genova, uh, Milan Empoli under 3.5 goals Fiorentina to beat Bologna Verona, Napoli over 1.5 goals and Lazio to win the first half against Venezia, the odds just above 10 so 10 oh, 4 
Dani, as always, a pleasure. Thank you. Thank everyone for watching, supporting us. Uh, leave your comments. Remember, and don't forget, of course, to keep us doing our videos. Only press the like button and subscribe. This is all. Thank you, Dani. See you next week. Ciao, Edu. Enjoy the football. See you soon.